Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Aaron and Andrew Schlag here tonight holding our monthly uh, Gold Club Q&A session. Uh, excited to be here with all y'all and uh, looking forward to uh, going over stuff with you guys. Got some great leads. We're excited to uh, get on calls, talk with, talk with as many of y'all as we can. Um, so uh, first off, we hold this call on the second Monday of every month. Uh, Gold Club members can submit their deals prior to the call that we'll review right here. If you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen, but you cannot participate. You can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at www.ronsgoldclub.com. If you're a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal you submitted, press star six to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask a question. Um, with, that, uh, with that being said, let me repeat that one more time. It looks like we've got some more people here joining us in case you missed it. Uh, if you're a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal you submitted, press star six to be entered into the queue so you can speak with us and uh, ask us any questions, go over any deals you might have submitted. Um, if you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive phone line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, then you should hang up and now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. A couple things we wanted to go over with you guys as uh, we got several of you in Q&A that we're going to answer your questions. Uh, we actually got several leads here. Um, so if you guys want to get in the queue uh, to, uh, <clears throat> to discuss your leads, uh, looks like Russ, uh, looks like Russ has several leads, so we're excited to go over with him and see any questions he has. Uh, looks like Tiffany Walker. Looks like you have uh, one lead, and uh, I believe actually we briefly mentioned this on the uh, your weekly coaching call. So excited to cover this with you. And then um, Cecilia, looks like you've got a lead. <clears throat> we're excited to go over with you. So uh, if you all want to be dialing in and getting in the queue to ask your questions, that would be great. And so uh, we're going to unmute and start taking uh, some questions now. All right, let's jump on here. Hello? Hi, Cecilia. Well, hey, how are you doing today? Wonderful. How are you? Oh, we are fantastic. We're blessed. What do we got going on today? Well, I, I I sent in a lead on a, on a um, potential uh, lead I got the other day. Oh, well, Friday. Okay. And I'm kind of torn. I I've okay. I've gotten them so far. I did the got through the first part of the million dollar script, but um, I can't get them. I got well. Let me. This is my first time doing it, so let me start from the beginning. No worries. Take your time. <clears throat> he is uh, he is another investor. Normally, I wouldn't even uh, would have not even discussed anything with him, but he is newly diagnosed with cancer, and he's trying to liquidate all his assets so that he could. Um, well, they gave him one year. So, uh, no. so basically, this um, this property is um, already leased out. He's ask his asking price is one ninety three. Um, his comp, the comps I did was 282. Uh, he already has a renter in there, and it's they're paying for, uh, 
1440 on my comps on my rental comps it was 1400 so it's 144 $1, $1440 so um the comps i the the only one I could find on the cops was sold three years ago, and that's the last one in that area was 282. That's where I got that from. So I know Ron says that we're not supposed to put as much. His, he wouldn't budge under 10, 10% down. And mm-hmm. the the renter is has 10 months left on his lease. So that was another rare flag for me because he wants – because if they gave him a, a year – to live so he said I can't go over a year so he w- I would have to buy it from him within a year so I'm like really torn about what to do is the comp really 282 well that's the one I well I looked it up and it was 282 that's by okay. the CM, CMA so here's a what, what, why is he firm on 10% down who's forcing him to liquidate the, the bank no, he he needs money because he has a, a newly diagnosed cancer. He's trying to he's oh, trying to liquidate okay. all his assets yeah. and and get and get all the money he can because he said he doesn't want to leave his wife with all the everything and because she wouldn't know what to do. So, so he's kind of so trying to liquidate. There's, yeah, there's a couple of things I would do. Um, number one, I mean, to put ten percent down on a twelve month balloon. I mean, if you get you know you got almost a hundred grand of equity there, that's great. But to put ten percent down on a, you know, almost twenty grand on a twelve month balloon, there's no way I would do that. Either a, okay. you'd have to, you know, I would buy it with nothing down, um, and, and you know, consider it that way, or, or or you know, need a much longer balloon. I don't ever go, you know, normally below three years on a on a balloon, and you know, unless there's huge equity or some reason that I know I could flip the property. Um, okay. So I guess. The three things I would want to do would, number one, get him to nothing down, or number two, get a much longer term if he is giving him down, or number three, uh, find out if um, if the tenant would take cash for keys, so if they would be willing to leave and move out for a little bit of money and get a contract on it, get the tenant to move out, and then turn around and sell the property at its retail value. Uh, so that would be the three okay. three paths forward that I would see, you know, making this a deal otherwise it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah otherwise it's dead okay so that I I, it does i like the tenant cash for de- cash for keys but okay okay yeah all right thank you all right you. pleasure talking to you cecilia thank you thank so much thank you bye all right bye-bye all right got some more in the queue here did you want to run over i know we had several late show up do you want to run over one more time um, yeah you know what we've had several show up here let me go back over that one more time um, everybody if you're a gold club member and you'd like to ask us a question or discuss a deal that maybe you had previously submitted press star six to be entered into the queue if you are a gold club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that's listed on your gold club membership website um, after you log in, you should hang up and dial back in using that phone number on your Gold Club membership website and access code if you want to ask us any questions. So let's see. Let's jump on to the next uh, next caller we got here, Andrew. All right. Awesome. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is Guy Bateman. Hello, Guy. How are you? Uh, frankly, I am very, very ill, but I, I have a uh, – an issue I wanted to discuss. So uh, not only am I a student of Ron Legrand and the Wolf, but I'm also a student of um, Lance Edwards. 
So I'm, I'm working his uh, big money, small, apart, small apartments program, and I have a portfolio of properties I have under contract in Piggott, Arkansas. And uh, just a little bit about the deal. It's a six-unit apartment complex, a townhouse duplex, and three single-family residences, and the purchase price is $345,000. I am having trouble getting a commercial loan, and I am trying to follow Ron's victim of never guarantee, never personally guarantee business debt. But the, the vast majority of so-called commercial lenders I've approached want a personal guarantee. So I am, I am feeling stymied. So I guess there's a couple things. Um, we, I mean, we have uh, some lenders normally do want personal guarantee on small commercial stuff, especially if, you know, they, they view you as, you know, not having a huge, where I see the non-personally guaranteed stuff coming in from banks is, you know, people who have huge assets and are doing huge projects. Um, so, you know, the way to non-personally guarantee debt on smaller projects basically is private money. Uh, it, you know, is the is the best way uh, unless you compile it with a whole bunch of assets and and can get a you know very large loan that's not personally guaranteed. But you're right, non-personally guaranteed loans and smaller projects are very few and far between. Well, how, how can Ron tout that as as a primary strategy if those kinds of deals are very few and far between? Well, non-personally guaranteed debt, he says don't risk your credit, basically, unless it's, you know, worth it. And by that, he means doing a very large project. So, uh, you know, the, the way to non-personally guaranteed debt, you know, is we, it, yeah, or owner financing. Uh, because 90% of, you know, what we did, well, almost 100% of what, you know, my brother and I did starting out under Ron LeGrand's teaching uh, was owner finance and then private money. So, you know, no personally guaranteed debt. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what he warns against in, in that is personal guaranteed debt. So owner finance and, uh, and private money is, you know, is the way to go on those smaller projects. And, and the realtor and I have beat our heads against this issue of uh, seller financing repeatedly and the owner is just not going for it. So, so yeah. there, there, is no, there is no owner financing alternative on the table. Got it. So yeah, we, what we do, and you know, in the beginning, and how we started, and, and how we still, you know, run our business is they either have to take take cheap cash, which is, uh, you know, where we use private money, uh, or they have, you know, it's owner financing at closer to full value. Um, and you know, when I say cheap cash, normally we're in stuff, you know, for half price or so, give or take. You know, some of it's less, some of it's a little more, but that's the two, you know, the two paths that Ron teaches and that we follow. Which again is only you know ten or twenty percent of the people you're going to talk to. You know the eighty eighty percent who uh, can't do owner financing or can't take cheap cash are the ones you know eighty percent that we just simply can't do business with, and the the ten to twenty percent who can is the ones that you you know that uh, grow your portfolio and and you get you know the opportunity to help them and make a lot of money in the process. So do you have any recommendations for commercial lenders or commercial brokers I could approach? to try to get a, uh, a loan that is not personally guaranteed? Oof. 
That's a good question. I I know some who uh, who tout that, uh, but I've nobody I've had personal experience with uh, through a commercial uh, non personally guaranteed loan. So I, I would be uncomfortable, you know, putting my weight behind somebody I've never used. Well, any any suggestions would be appreciated, and obviously I'm going to do my due diligence and check out any sources of money, whether it's private money or a commercial lender, <clears throat> and interview them. The two recommendations I would uh, start with would be, you know, uh, there's a portfolio finance company, and you can Google uh, to find, uh, there's actually several of them, but go to scotsmansguide.com. Uh, go to scottsmansguide.com. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I heard, I heard of them already. Yes. Yeah, and they will take you to you know maybe four, it maybe forty, but they'll they'll point out a ton of lenders for you. Uh, you know, secondly, I would Google non personally guaranteed commercial lending lenders, and then you know, lastly, I would ask any local lenders that you know and have a relationship with, maybe local bankers, maybe somebody you you know bought your car through or house through. Ask if they know anybody who does stuff like that. Hopefully that helps. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Have a good evening. You too. All right. Let's see. Hello. We got? Hello. Hello. Uh, hi. My name is Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you doing tonight? Oh, all right. Uh, I sent in a lead sheet, but I was logging in here when you were announcing whose lead sheets you got, so I didn't hear if mine was in there or not. All right. Do you have a mic in here? We do not have yours. Read it to us and fill us in, brother. I apologize. That one did not come in the batch. Well, I mean, I don't want to take up all the time going through all of it. Other people are waiting who, who you do have okay. sheets for. Um, I guess I, let me do the short and quick rather than all the financial stuff. Uh, sure. This is a uh, – I'm going to talk to you guys last week. This is a luxury condominium uh, okay. overlooking lake. And the uh, the guy who's selling it, he's very flexible. It's currently rented out. That expires in September. The association has no problem with rentals. Uh, the guy owns it free and clear. He's willing to do just about anything, even if he just takes interest-only payments for a while. He doesn't care if it takes 30 years to get it paid out. Uh, so that's all good. What I wanted to know, one thing was, is there any special paperwork that we will need that Ron suggests uh, with the purchase and sales agreement for condominiums? Is there anything different or we just use the same normal purchase and sale agreement form? Didn't yes, know. same normal purchase and sale agreement form. And then, uh, uh, you know, the Gold Club is, is uh, what we've always used. Anything we've, you know, we've ever done is just had our attorney to edit the Gold Club forms, you know, to add in anything they felt like was state-specific. But, uh, yes, the standard purchase and sale agreement is, is going to be the same as, as uh, uh, anything else. And, of course, once you send it over to your uh, attorney, I'm sure, you know, he may have a, a question regarding, uh, you know, which I'm sure you've already, you've already covered the fact and you already made mention of that, that there's no condo, uh, no rules against doing a rental. Uh, so as long as, you know, you have that copy of rules to verify that, what you're told is, is the fact. Uh, everything else should be pretty standard. Right. Okay. And uh, what is, in your opinion, the best way to find what a good rental rate would be on 
luxury condos because I'm having difficulty finding anything. Uh, the guy, they're, they're renting out to their relatives right now, so that's an ambiguous number that's not based in reality. They're doing them a favor. But, sure. uh, you know, rent rentometer doesn't really go that way. No. Zillow doesn't really <laughs> clarify it that way for luxury condos. There's no checkbox for that. <laughs> so, right. Uh, I so didn't, I guess I'd, and I – go ahead. No, I was going to say I would look if there's any um, any condo, you know, like uh, any local papers or anything that they give out condo that has what's available. Uh, I don't know if they have anything like that, but if they, you know, any any way I could get my hands on anything that's for rent uh, in that area, uh, you know, maybe there's not even another luxury condo in that same place for for rent, but maybe there's some nearby stuff that's at least semi comparable. That would be what I would look for. Start looking for for anything that's that's for rent. And, uh, you know, shoot, I might even call. If there's a for sale by owner, I might even call and ask them if they was to rent it, what they would charge. You, you know, I, I would just want to verify some somehow, you know, through somebody who has gotten rent uh, a value that is realistic. So anyway, I can do that, you know, whether that's from uh, other owners who have rented them out or whether that's through uh, uh, any, you know, advertised rent, rentals, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I – Oh, I wanted to chime in on that, Mike. Um, this is Aaron. But uh, lastly, if you have any realtors that seem like they specialize a lot in like those type of condos and things, um, I would just reach out to them and say, "Hey, I'm looking to possibly rent out my condo, whatever." Right? Just kind of strike up that conversation and kind of ask them if they could give you an idea on uh, you know numbers as well. And some, you know, a lot of times realtors are very happy to. Uh, uh, you know, help you out and give you information in those situations and hopes for, you know, working together down the road. And who knows, you may create a great relationship that becomes beneficial for both you guys in the future by, by just doing that too. So it could be a win-win all the way around, even tapping into that potential resource. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, that about covers it because everything else was just basic uh, financial information on the property information sheet. But this guy is so flexible, he's really willing to do just about anything, so we'll just call it a day now. Thank you. All right. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. Well, uh, congratulations in advance, and hopefully you can get that baby wrapped up and uh, turn it into a great one. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Thank you. You have a good evening. You too. Bye. All right. Let's see. We've got it looks like they have a few more showed up here, and I'll run through that one more time. Um, if you're a Gold Club member uh, and you'd like to ask us a question or discuss a deal that you submitted, press star six to be entered into the queue. Uh, and if your Gold Club member did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, uh, hang up and dial back in using that phone number and access code, and then you'll be able to do that star six and get in the queue as well. All right, let's jump on here to the next call, Andrew. All right. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello there. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Can you Hi. hear us? Hello. Very good evening to everybody. Good evening. Good yes, evening. Yes, I can, yes. Um, I sent <laughs> I sent in um I think it was two property sheets. I'm okay. sorry I didn't number them number one or number two, but um do you do, which one do you have in front of you? Oh, let's see. And what was your name again? I didn't catch your name Hello? there initially. I apologize. It's Glenn. Glenn Harris. Glenn. Glenn. Harris. Okay, Glenn. Um, Harris, let's just come through. Let me look here. 
you know what, Glenn, we do not have your sheets. Can can you give us kind of a, a quick rundown on those, and then we can go through okay, the questions yeah, you have? Sure. I am so sorry. All right. No problem. Okay. Well, this is actually a commercial, and obviously um, uh, it's the, I didn't anticipate coming across it, but I have anyway. Anyway, it's okay. a property um, that is got two units, two units. Uh, it's 1,480 square feet, um, but the lot size is um, about 850, okay. um, 850, uh, is it 1,000 feet or whatever. Um, and it has, uh, let me see, it's on the, in the Fort Myers area and it, it's on off the highway. And there's lots of mm-hmm. shops and stuff around it. Um, it's free and clear, and the owner just doesn't want to deal with any tenants. Uh, it's been just been remodeled. I think she probably bought it and um, then did it up as such. Her asking okay. is, uh, well, she says around 250. She's still shaky, but she says 250k. Um, the comp. Uh, showing probably 280 to 300, she said that it probably would go for 275. Um, the rent um, uh, is 1,133. That's from Rentometer, but I'm not even sure if that's right because I, I'm not sure whether it did commercial right. But I know she said something like I would charge if she was going to do it. She said she would charge 1,200. Um, she, want to, she wants to have uh, oh uh, no no uh, no 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 I think altogether that's what, that's what she said anyway that's a good question actually but if I remember rightly it sounded like um, she was talking about altogether and um, the, um, the the unit um, well one has a kitchen so it could be like shared between two businesses because I think it's sort of split in two. Basically, so one unit has two rooms and one unit has three rooms, including the kitchen. She's interested in um, owner finance, and um, uh, she wants 20% down, um, and she'll do a two-year term. Um, and I think the cap rate, she says, well, I haven't looked it up properly, but it's about 10, which is supposedly good if it's within there. And I think that's about... It really, but she doesn't want to deal with tenants and she wants to just sell it, basically. So, so I just want I to, guess there's two uh, things. I just need some advice on it. Yeah, I would, number one, want to make sure, you know, what the income would be on it. Uh, and then number two, um, I mean, 20% down on that kind of purchase price, that's a big check. You know, you're talking 50 grand. Uh, there's no way in yeah. the world I would. Do that unless you were given you know, a couple hundred grand equity on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I would uh, I would want to get her to you know close yeah. nothing down yeah. in order to make it make sense. Uh, you know that that basically sounds like a suspect to me. Yeah. Two year balloon twenty percent down. I mean those are you know that's not much better than a cash deal. So either yeah. she has to come down to nothing down, uh, and I'd like for it to extend that term. You know I'd. I'd shoot for nothing down in 10 years, but if she gave me, you know, something with five yeah. or 10 grand down in, in three or four years, I'd probably do it. So, 
Uh, yeah. Right now, suspect, go back and work I over think a little bit. I think it might be able to get 10% down. Yes? I'm sorry, I'm at 10 Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I might be able to say, so I think I might be able to get 10% down. That would be 20, you know, or, or roughly something like that, you know. I, I might be able to, you know, she seems like she really wants to get rid of it. She, it's off the market. She hasn't put it on. You just sit it yeah. up and obviously she doesn't want to um, I, deal with any real I personally, I don't, think I, would, uh, over, I don't think I would put over 10 grand down on the property. So I mean, that's up to you. It's going to be your business decision at the end of the day. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, usually buy with nothing down. But, but yeah. uh, again, unless she, you know, if she, she gave me huge equity or something, then I would, you know, entertain doing something different. But uh, uh, writing that big of a check with, with minimal upside in the short term just would make no sense to me. Okay, because the back end, I think, would could be about could be about 20, 25 to 70, I'm thinking. Um, if, that's the, if, the, um, if the appraisal is, is, is correct, yep. you know what I mean? Well, the market value anyway. When you get motivated 50, sellers, she's going to go down. When you get motivated sellers that you you know you do get a hold of or that that you know need need you to buy their house and don't just want to sell their house, you will experience you know uh, you'll be able to help yeah. them a lot easier, and uh, you'll experience that you know five grand down may may get you a thirty or forty or fifty thousand dollar back end versus you know fifty down for a twenty thousand dollar back end. So we again commonly buy with literally nothing down. So. Uh, to me, it'd be a suspect unless she, you know, she came way down number one on the monthly on the on the uh, uh, down payment, you know, down to nothing yeah. or 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 very little. And number two, I, you know, really want a little more room on the price, but that wouldn't be my main concern as long as the down payment came down to almost zero and the term got extended. Uh, I would be, you know, flexible. Did you say you well, have one other um, deal to, the, to go over? I'm just curious because I've never. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll be quick with this one. I just wondered, you know, in getting um, uh, uh, advertising to get, because it's a shop, it's a commercial, um, it's, it's like a medical place or you can use for a sauna base or something like that. And I'm just wondering, you know, um, are you, would we advertise that in sort of the same way as, as you would like a single, single family, you, you, uh, using the same uh, outlets, you know what I mean, um, on the same places? Um, yes, most generally you would. Before, and, I, I, and I just wondered how that's done. Most generally you would use the so same it's outlet. It's a slower market. The only other thing I might add is if you uh, have a local realtor who specializes in filling commercial spaces, uh, you know, sometimes there's realtors in your area who specialize in that, and if needed, you could always loop them, you know, have them to do it yeah. for you. Oh, okay. That's one thing. Okay. Thank you so much. So let me just go on to the second one. Um, now, I don't know much about this, but I actually was listening to us. At, uh, I think it was you before, but it's actually a mobile home. And um, uh, now the price is, uh, hear me out first, is 37000 yes? And the, uh, that's the asking price. Um, the rental um is basically that. Well, she said she wanted one thousand one one thousand seven hundred because there's six hundred and eighty for the 
HOA fees. Yeah. Okay. And I per thought uh, no, nobody's going to pay for that. For, for that. Right. But and then with that, you don't get the land. You just get access right. to the facilities. Right. And um, it would rent. Um, uh, it looks like it would rent for about I don't know. Uh, I think it was one thousand five hundred or something like that. Um, okay. So I just wondered. I don't know anything about mobile homes, and, and I think they had over fifty-five plus age to be there. Okay. So I, got I just you. don't and know anything about it, and I just wondered: can you make a business out of that? Yes, great question. So, and let me make sure I understood your question right when uh, you or your uh, what you said at first. Yes. Thirty. You said that they was asking thirty-seven thousand purchase price for the mobile home. Yes, and the ARV was about 45. 45, okay. And the monthly rental was 1700 is what they wanted you to pay them? Yeah, that, that's what, it, yes. That, well, that's what it, it's advertised as. That, um, uh, oh, that, that's okay. That's the woman said she wanted. She wanted that. But she said that the lot was 600, was 600 and something. It was a lot price, but the actual running cost is eight hundred and something. Okay, so, I got you. Well, we. Uh, I uh, guess well, that was. Well, I don't know. As luck, as luck would have it, Glenn, we do own a mobile home community with Ron actually, uh, and um, so I will give you some tips Ooh. from the inside on that, so to speak. Um, if you are looking to purchase a mobile home from okay. you know potentially an individual within a community, um, that can be tricky. Um, sometimes yeah. there's restrictions that the owner of the yeah. community has on doing such things, you know, like uh, as, you mm -hmm. know, potentially a, a person that's a tenant in that community that owns their home but is paying a lot lease, a lot rent. A lot of times there's restrictions on what they can do. Uh, a lot of times yeah. you have to get permission from the community owner. Um, personally, as far as like making yeah. mobile home communities are very lucrative, but as far as buying one specific mobile home, in a community, um, that's not a practice that we've oh. ever done. And anybody that's asked me about it, I've recommended against it just because of uh, the potential issues that could arise. Uh, so that's uh, I don't know if yeah. that gives you any uh, insight or help, but that that would be my uh, uh, that would be my yeah. recommendation yeah. slash insight. Yes, yeah. just out of interest, do you do you find that people in general um, uh, uh, actually do terms on mobile homes? Uh, I've never heard of it. Um, I mean, you know, of, when they're around like fifty thousand, and 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 are they easy to rent out? To oh, um, forget. To, yes. To get so you know, and, and I would, every location in the country is slightly different on how things are perceived and how things are done. Um, where we are in the Midwest, uh, mobile homes are very um, they're very easy to rent out. Um, and of course, you know, screening people, you know, everybody has their challenges and, you know, the, you know, the lower, the lower price yeah. homes sometimes can have a higher turnover rate statistically. Um, you know, and when you go to the mobile homes, you can have yeah. a high turnover rate. Uh, the best success we've had with mobile homes is within a community when we own the community, uh, or control the community and then have mobile homes inside it. Uh, then of course, you know, we, we kind of control the narrative and the atmosphere of the community and, also, another thing you mentioned with it being a 55-plus uh, 
community, you know, you, you are going to limit yeah. your client reach if you was to get into that. So that's just something you're going to have to make a deci- business decision on. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm more than happy to offer you my perspective or insight yeah. from experiential knowledge. Okay, just one question quickly. So you get the land and then you make the community your own or you, you buy go. a community. Is that the way you use yeah, that? It, yeah, you either, need the, you either want to own the land okay. or you want to own the community, yes. Yep. All right. Did you have any other questions for us, Lynn? Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, it's cause I re- yeah just quickly. A realtor, I, I came over a realtor today and um, the same one who was advertising this home actually, well, it, she actually gave me the, the personal person, so she wasn't really interested in, in having a hat on as a realtor. But um, she just yeah. came up with a whole, a whole load of mobile homes suddenly and said, oh, are you interested? And I was like, well, I've never done this before, but I thought, you know. Um, she was just she was, a, she, was a, she was on the MLS, and she was just pulling them off. And then I, I said, do you have homes? And she said, yeah. So I don't know, maybe something can come of it. But I just thought, suppose I'm surrounded by mobile homes. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? Rather than being able to get... Uh, uh, home, you know what I mean, kind of thing. I thought, well, sure, those are deals, and I'm just walking by them. Or can I give them to somebody who specializes in them rather than just to waste them? Um, so, yeah, I mean, if uh, once again, if you, uh, you know, if they're in a community, let's say perhaps maybe the community is for sale. I mean, you know, I would, I would definitely look at that as an option. Uh, you know, and that's something that I would discuss at that point. You would okay. want to go to, oh, you know, yes. kind of rock commercial uh, boot camps and kind of look at going a commercial route with that. So yeah. Thing of that. Yes. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you so All right. much. Thank, thank you. Really, uh, uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You as okay, well. Thank you. Uh, Hello. 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 Hey, how are you? Fine. How are you doing? Fantastic. Glad to hear you guys on the call. Um, I had some questions. I'm trying to get my business going, and I live in Florida, and um, we have a ton of area codes down here. So I was wondering if you guys recommended getting an 800 number or is a local area code number better is um is i was wondering if an 800 number was too impersonal you know what do you think is the best for starting in business what was your name oh i'm Kay. awesome Kay. so yeah uh, a couple things i I, 800 numbers are cool Uh, nothing wrong with them for sure but uh, for us, we do stick with the local numbers, like our Pat Live. You know, when people are calling us to to sell us houses or or to buy houses, uh, all of our numbers we do are our local numbers. So uh, we have not personally done 800 numbers for that very reason. We like to to stick with the you know the personal touch of the local number. That's kind of what I was thinking. So um, I might just you know I'll just have to pick one area code. But you know, people in Florida you know used to having. You know, I'm in the Tampa, Sarasota area, and there's all kinds of area codes here. So, but people are used to it. So that's what I was kind of thinking, the personal touch. Um, and another question I had for you guys, aren't, didn't you do some video tape, something on YouTube that you're presenting to your um, potential uh, sellers? I, was, I wanted to view that if that's available to view. Uh, yeah, so Ron did a video, actually, and uh, it was, uh, I, 
it was put out on the, I believe, the one of Ron LeGrand's pages. You'll have to call Honestly Global and ask where to get that because I do not recall where it came out at. But there is a video uh, out, and it's, I believe, eight minutes, and it's basically Ron explaining the benefits of selling you know, to us. It's a great oh, video. I believe it was the Virtual Quick Start Real Estate School page is where it went out. But like I said, double maybe call in Global tomorrow during business hours and check with them uh, to confirm that, and, and I'm sure they can get you a copy. Okay, and I should ask, it's the basics of uh, how would I describe it? What would I ask for? Uh, Ron's eight- or ten-minute video uh, describing basically uh, um, how it is we buy houses. So it's a uh, it's a follow up video after you maybe spoke to somebody on the phone, uh, and they was you know on the fence or a no, uh, or when you couldn't reach them on the phone after your VA talked to them. Okay, I just think that'd be really good for me to view that. Okay, so yeah. you, so you think it's available on YouTube, or because I haven't been yes. to Quick Start School. Yes, it it has it is available out there. I have seen it on on Facebook is where I've seen it, but I can't remember for sure which group. I, I would say it's likely yes on YouTube on his channel as well, but I, again, I can't promise that because I'm, I'm honestly not 100% sure. Okay. I thought you did one too. Uh, was I mistaken? I thought um, in one of his seminars, I thought you guys actually did one for your business, but no? Mm, we've done some videos over the years, but I don't remember a video quite like that. Uh, we've done okay. some ad videos. Uh, which, you know, of course, we'd be happy to share, but it's none like that, so I'm not for sure. Okay, got you. Okay, and um, are you Andrew? This is Andrew, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I knew I recognized your voice because <laughs> um, I heard you guys at uh, the summit, and I loved your presentation. So, anyway, I'm a big fan, well, thank Andrew. Thank you. What's that? I said thanks for calling. Anyway. I, I just have one more question. Um, to to um, get uh, what do you call the people that you pay them for leads? How do you guys um, pay them? Just cash? You know, somebody oh. brings you a lead, and that you know you actually you know do the deal. Uh, your I guess Ant Farm or whatever you call the people who bring you the leads. How could I actually pay them the best way? So yes, that's a good question. Um, you know, confirm with your CPA. Um, when we, it was several years ago when we done it. I know the rules are constantly changing. When we paid a, a field agent per lead sheet, we done it, you know, 1099. Uh, we paid, you know, our field agent per lead sheet. And then when we closed deals, you know, he got bonused accordingly. Uh, so that's how we done it back in the, you know, back when we was using the field agent paid per lead. Now we have, you know, staff who, who does it. Uh, but that's how we did it back then. Okay, so you gave him 1099s. I think Ron was talking about um, PayPal. Um, yeah. Something, but I, okay, so you actually, so if somebody just brings you, you know, drives by a friend of yours and, show, you know, a house and you want to give them $100, uh, even something like that, you would give them a 1099? 
Uh, there is, again, check with your CPA. I don't remember the limit. I think it's $600. You could pay somebody up to $600 without having to 1099 them. I'm not a CPA and don't claim to be. Uh, but there is a limit there. Uh, you know, if it's a one-time type situation, you know, that's something you could definitely check on. But, you know, when we've done it, it it's been, uh, you know, an ongoing situation. PayPal is definitely, you know, a great way to go, and it's tracked and, and done properly as well. So, you know, I have no problem Okay, with that. gotcha. I was thinking, like, say, if you're, you know, some little, per, you know, somebody you know brings you a lead one time. I wouldn't want to do a time for them. Right. You know. Right. No. That, okay. That, yeah, that gotcha. Okay. I. But that's some great advice. You're right. There is a limit to how much you can do, and I'll check. Thank you so much. But thanks again. We'll see you guys soon. Great talking to you. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Fantastic, fantastic. All right, so I submitted uh, two leads, but I don't think that they made it through. Okay. Is this, is this Dustin? Yes, Dustin Harder. All right, Dustin, all right. No, I do not see any leads here with your name on, Dustin. Uh, give us a recap, and we'll see what we can do. Okay, well, I've got... I've got a question that I just need to clear something up really fast, and then I've got, uh, I'll get to the leads if that's okay. All right. Sounds great. Um, now, whenever, okay, what I'm trying to, what I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding is if, if there is, if there's a mortgage on it, then you go for a, a lease option, correct? Um, you know, we usually do a, we, what we call subject to uh, subject to the mortgage purchase if there's a mortgage. Okay. Um, okay, and, that's but that's within if it's within, within thirty five thousand, correct? So if if it is not within thirty five thousand, we'll do a a uh, owner finance. Uh, okay. In fact, we've been doing you know that a lot, mm -hmm. and even on our subject to deals, and just making an owner finance. But uh, you know, basically, just it's it's a wraparound mortgage, which just means you know, let's just say they owe a hundred and you owe them one forty, uh, just means that you you know, there's a mortgage created to them for one forty, which wraps around their mortgage for a hundred. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I understand that then. Um, okay, let's see here. Okay, so on my first one, it is he's asking four fifty. And I pulled comps, but I'm a little confused on it because I, when I pulled the, the comps, both of them were very comparable in size, the year, all of that, but they're two drastic numbers. I looked at pictures and everything, and I really didn't see anything that was, you know, kind of out of whack or anything that would make such a, such a big difference. And that's why I'm kind of having a hard time understanding. Um, okay. One comp was for 325 the other one was for for 480, and that's a pretty big difference. Yeah, that is a very so, difference. especially yeah. you said they were very similar in size, bed, bath, square foot, all that stuff. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know the deal there. So I don't, I'm not sure which comp to go with, um, and I and I could only pull up two. Everything else was out of the area, you know, across the major highway or or whatever. So it was just, I don't think that those were good comps either. So, I would go with the highest comp if my house is like that. But if there's any okay. unsurety to be safe, I'll get an appraisal. Okay. Well, um, I'll go ahead and continue with the rest if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I pulled up uh, rent comps on it on rent uh, rentometer, and I got 1765. So uh, after doing all of that, um, well, actually um, the rest of it, um, my VA had asked him some questions, and it says that his his mortgage information is he has a balance of under 200,000. He wasn't sure exactly how much, and his payment was 1300. Okay. Uh, PITI, everything's included, uh, and his monthly payment, he has no HOA. Very nice. Uh, let's see, it's, it's a four, four bed, three bath, 2,400 square foot. And let's see here. Okay, so the notes, it says, uh, let's see, it used to be an Airbnb. Whenever I called and talked to him myself, he says that it's still currently an Airbnb. Um, he just wants to sell it because uh, it's an investment property. Um, he says that if he doesn't figure something out soon, that he's going to list it with a realtor. So I'm hoping that I can, if there's something there, if it's worth taking, I'd like to jump on it. Um, Absolutely. So he's yes to owner financing? Yeah, I called him and then I was able to, um, I just said, hey, would you, would you be interested in you know, owner financing? And I, I uh, got him to agree to 15 years. Um, Super. He said he would take 449, and he would. The only thing that he would subtract off that is any closing costs. If you know, because I made the comment about uh, usually paying all the closing costs, and he said that he the only way he would fluctuate the price is if uh, you know the difference of the closing costs. That's it. So he's pretty firm on the price. From 459. Uh, for four 449. 49. Okay, so I would just basically uh, go back to you know to him, and you know if there's if he'll sell with you know little to nothing down, and and I would say now you know normally we'll cover your monthly payment until we cash mm -hmm. you out. Does that sound good to you? And hopefully you just got a um, thirteen hundred dollar a month PITI payment on the deal. So that's that's how yeah. I would go about that. Now, there is uh, some, some little kickers here. As I went on in the conversation, he ended up saying that uh, I asked him what's the, what's the least he could accept. And w w first I said, w w would it be okay if I just covered your, your payment then? And he definitely wasn't, wasn't up for that. Uh, he says he needed to get something out of it. So I, I asked him what's the lowest he would accept, and he said 3400 and that he, he claims to get 5000 a month Airbnb right now. <laughs> well, so, you better keep Airbnb in it then. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, I was a little shocked when he said that. So uh, I mentioned zero down. He was a little bothered by that. And then as the conversation went on, it seemed like he, was, he, he would go for it. However, he brought up uh, interest, and uh, he said that he would want three and a quarter at least uh, as far as interest goes. Well, the three and a quarter percent interest that don't compute with three thousand dollars a month. So, I would yeah. uh, I would hang up on the three and a quarter percent interest with him and, and tell him a three and a quarter percent interest thirty year ammo ten year balloon. Uh, I'm in all day every day. Okay. Uh, that's how so, I would combat that. Can you can you say that to me just one more time? Yeah. Uh, so if he's already mentioned three. Three? Uh, would you say three? He said three thousand. They said three and a quarter. Three and a quarter percent interest. I would just do the math with him and say, well, three and a quarter percent interest only makes the payments 
you know, do the math, uh, you know, $1,300. I would, I would do the math on a 30 year amortization schedule, nothing down with it. You know, uh, uh, yeah, the balloon you said, but that doesn't matter on the ammo, you know, 30 year amortization, uh, on, on the 449 minus. So some closing, let's say 425 purchase price. Uh, and, and, you know, tell him what that is. Uh, if, if, uh, that comes out to be fifteen, sixteen hundred, and you know I would use that to to combat the three thousand dollar idea. Basically, to bring it back to reality of where you'd want to be. Okay. Um, I was just taking some notes here. So it could potentially be a deal, but he's got to sway quite a bit down here. Exactly. Yep. So that would be the call I'd have with him. See if he'll come around. If he comes around, great. And if not, you know, time and circumstance changes every seller's mind. So probably on your follow-up list. All right. Well, I think that's it. If then. you get that, and it, if you get that, and it brings in five thousand a month, you may need a partner. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Good talking to you, brother. You too. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Hello. Hi, my name is Randy. I'm in California, and uh, I know that Ron teaches, you know, to try to put down as little as possible, possibly nothing down. However, what's your thoughts on putting something down, even as much as 20% if you can get long-term financing with 0% interest? Well, that's a good question, and definitely a business decision to make. Um, you know, I've for us, I've found, of course, we had, uh, I don't know if you call it the advantage or disadvantage of starting with no money. <laughs> so so nothing down or almost nothing down was mandatory. Um, you know, that being said, uh, you know, in some cases, you know, we just bought a house, just a small number, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown. We just bought a house uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, it comps for 130 maybe 140 and we bought it for 85,000 and they wanted a down payment. So we put 5,000 down, uh, you know, so basically the math to us is we don't write a check unless we can get a bigger check back in a few days, a few weeks. Um, so, you know, if we can get something for a little or nothing down, uh, we, we tried to do that. Now we have missed out on deals that we could have got with 20% down just because we use, you know, use our capital to pay, uh, for, for things, you know, way below value, like it sometimes 30 cents on the dollar and, and sometimes, you know, 50 cents on the dollar. Um, so that's, you know, the model we follow. But again, that's going to be a business decision. Mm-hmm. Well, and then do you calculate return on equity if it's a 0% payment, you're getting 100% equity? That's very true. And if you know that that basically breaks down to two things. Number one is that you know is it something a quote risk you're willing to take because you know anytime you write a check naturally that's a it's a risk. And the second thing is is you know your your liquidity if you have them the money to do so. You know personally again it's our model to to only write it out if we can get it back in in short period with with uh, additional friends. <laughs> so. Uh, we, 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 you know, that's just our model. Um, but yes, uh, there's been cases, for example, where we have, uh, you know, one example I'll give you, we bought a house, uh, probably 
at the value that it should have, you know, was, uh, and, and we put a little bit down and we done some rehab to it. So, you know, we was in it for, for good dollar, uh, amount, uh, and, and we barely got our money back. Uh, so, you know, it come back basically at a break even up front, but we had uh, uh, lifetime interest-free money. So, you know, in something like that where you're just putting out essentially a little effort, writing out a check to get one equal back, uh, but to gain that kind of equity, you know, we're totally okay with that. Okay, very good. Then my last question would be, what types of marketing have you found to be most successful for yourself? Uh, for myself, so actually, it's a good question. Uh, for myself, is uh, we do a lot of of uh, three things: banded signs, uh, we word of mouth, we love business cards, but word of mouth, uh, banded signs, and realtors actually still bring us deals, pretty and ugly, believe it or not. Uh, we build a relationship with local realtors over years and years. Uh, the other thing we've we've done is uh, a lot of online ads. So that's probably been our biggest winners. We've also done yellow letter mailings and had some success from that. But our consistent overall winners is the word of mouth, the bandit signs, and the online ads. Actually, one of my California uh, guys uh, was working with uh, recently. He uh, it's a, he's a Ron Grand student. And he was uh, doing mailings and uh, and having great success with the other mailings, actually. So. Okay, great. Thanks for your information. Appreciate it. Our pleasure. All right. I think we got two more calls here. All right. We'll wrap up a couple we'll more calls here. All right. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hey, good afternoon. My name is Augie. Hey, this is Andrew. How's it going, brother? Hey, good, good. Hey, are we calling, or I mean, are we, can I go over a, a, a yes? Um, Absolutely. Property sheet or, 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 okay. So I've got a property that's a single family residence, 1.2 out in, uh, well, he's asking 1.2. My comps are uh, right at a million. And the rental comps are at 3500 He's got a first on it, PITI $2,000, and association fees of 164 He's looking at lease payment terms, but is that something to take on? You would think to offer him lease or to, to, to purchase it from him? Well, um first thing I'd do before I agreed to do anything with them, I think, would be get a contract on it and get an appraisal. Uh, if, if your numbers ain't verifying 1.2 and you're not going to be able to get in much lower than that, I would want to get an appraisal and verify uh, that before I did much. Uh, if I couldn't get in much below value, I would probably be looking more for a lease purchase so I could, uh, you know, in the end, assign it back to the seller and, uh, you know, take a non-refundable option to deposit and, uh, and move on if I could get some serious equity or low payment you know in other words I think a low you know I don't know what monthly payment you're looking at but if you get serious monthly spread there uh, you know then I would all day every day want to be in that deal and get that pay down and, and own it but only if I had great reason to you know that is huge front end huge middle end or huge back end or two of the three yeah um, I'm talking to or getting about 950 and maybe maybe even down to nine hundred, but nine fifty seems to be the sticking point. 
Okay. So yeah, I would. Uh, and again, if you're you know ever unsure about the value, especially on a you know million dollar home, I'm, I'm going to recommend an appraisal. But uh, that's how I would I would handle that. Okay. All right. Absolutely. We'll do. All right, Augie. Good talking to you, brother. Okay. Thanks. All right. I think we got we'll one more here. One more here before we wrap it up, Andrew. Hello. 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 This is Thomas. I thought I'd be able to swallow my food before I got on the phone here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Eat some supper, my friend. I'm jealous. Welcome. How can we help? Hi. Um, just a quick question. I know you guys are looking to get out of here. Um, all great stuff. Thank you very much for all this. Um, Absolutely. I have somebody I just got a hold of. To, yeah. I have somebody I just got a hold of today. And. Um, I've never dealt with um, tax liens before. Yes. Um, this house was built in 1999. It's got a value of about 400000 on it. Um, he owes about 108, but he wants 385. Okay. And he's asking, <clears throat> he's got a, got a tax lien on here of about $8,000. And apparently kind of he's a- not, sorry? He's not what? I'm sorry. Um, he is not behind on his payments, but it looks like okay. he might start to get behind on his payments. So um, he's wanting 385. He just wants a thousand a month. Um, he wants twenty thousand down, and the rents in the area show about twenty one hundred. So okay. I could get a, a good spread there. He's willing to do a. Uh, 10-year balloon with a 30-year amortization on it. Um, I'm just a little bit confused about how to take care of this lien on here since he wants 20000 down. Um, right. I'm not sure how I should approach it, but um, um, I have a couple great ideas. Great question. So first off, what, what kind of tax lien? You said a tax lien. Is it an IRS tax lien? Is it a property tax lien? What, what kind of lien is it uh, we're talking about here, Thomas? Well, it's... I looked it up. It says the filing. It's a it's a filing from the city of Seattle. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what it's all about, and he didn't so, want to talk about it too. Okay. Well, first off, if he's get if he's kind of nervous about talking about it in detail, I'd be concerned, of course. Um, and secondly, the best thing to do in those situations is um, I would. Um, you know, of course, you're going to have to negotiate on this, whether you're going to put 20K down, you know, or, or what you're going to do on that. As far as the monthly payment, that's a ridiculously good monthly payment on a house of that value. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. Uh, and then, if, you know, and so I'm going to discuss kind of two prongs. First off, you know, you'll have to make the decision as far as in your own mind of how you're going to approach, um, you know, the structure of it you know, taking away the $8,000 tax lien, of course, first and foremost. Uh, you know, are you willing to put 20 k down? What kind of month, What kind of down payment can you get? Um, you know, obviously it's a good deal, 10-year balloon. Um, you know, what? how much you're going to put down would be would, would be dictated by how much you're going to get as far as, a, a, you know, in a, in a down payment or, a, you know, at least, you know, non-refundable option deposit. So make that decision mm-hmm. first and foremost. Uh, and at that point, once you get those negotiations down, what I would do, 
is I would take one step at a time. Once you get those down, get it in writing, in contract, and explain to him you're going to take it to your title company, you know, because you're going to close everything through an attorney anyway. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't get the cart before the horse in that situation because once you get it under contract with the terms you like, just act like it doesn't have that lien on there. Uh, then take it to your title company. They do the title search. You find out the truth of everything on it. You get the, you, you get the down and dirty on it. And then at that point, you've got two options. You can go back and renegotiate because that's got to be taken care of, or maybe it's something that will fall off. You know, there's there's so many variables on that tax situation. It's 8, hard to say. Eight thousand comes out of his twenty uh, down if you do it. Right, exactly. So let's say you put yeah. up, and Andrew jumped the jumped ahead of me, which is great. So if you do agree to the twenty, obviously when that comes up, then that eight's going to come out of his twenty. Um, you know, so I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't want to do too much. Um, assuming in the situation until you get the facts on that part. But as far as the deal, face value, it's a very good deal that has a lot of great opportunity based on what you've told me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would obviously try to negotiate that 20 down. But, oh, of course. Um, I we, we, wouldn't, we, wouldn't be, uh, we, we wouldn't do what we did without doing that, you know, that we got to, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so and I was okay. even thinking about, just paying if if it is a legitimate tax lien or whatever it is, it could just be paid off and maybe just taking care sure. of that and offering the, him maybe a couple thousand dollars moving money or something. I don't know. Yeah, so basically like maybe ten if it's eight grand for sake of numbers, if you'd offer him ten K ten K down, eight of that going toward the lien. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I follow. Yeah. And if if we uh, back to the negotiations, I a lot of times uh we'll do it as a sliding scale. So if we do a negotiation you know, we will uh, frequently like let's let's say we are willing to do twenty down. We would do the twenty down, but you know, in return, we would uh, uh, do something like you know three hundred and twenty purchase price instead of three eighty five. You know, so we we do a, uh, a oh. sliding scale. Do more money up front means a whole lot less back later. Correct. Right. Okay. Any other questions we can help you with, brother? No, that's it. Thank you very much. All right. You're welcome. Okay. Been a pleasure. Okay. Um, all right. It's been a pleasure, guys. Hope you've got lots of great value out of this tonight. And uh, we will look forward to uh, seeing you on next month's uh, Gold Club call at the same time. And as always, until next time, stay safe, stay well, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you then. Bye, guys.